2: main menu
1: main menu
2: hello everyone and welcome to main menu for the 24th of may 2019 i am your co-host jason Castingway. what are we going to talk about this week no we don't ask ourselves this question every time we plan a main menu show but this week we did and a whirlwind of apps and great information is the result First, I'm going to talk to you about the upcoming Friends in Art program at the 2019 ACB Conference and Convention. It's quite laden with good stuff. And then we have one of our famous round or oblong table discussions. From Outlook for iOS, an upcoming Dystopia app, to Android and back again, we cover a whole lot of leading-edge content. As a reminder, A copy of the guidelines for recording your own content to submit on main menu is included at the end of this program. Happy listening! Hey everybody, Jason here, and I want to talk to you about something that is near and dear to my heart. Friends and Art. They have quite a program this year at the 2019 ACB Conference and Convention in Rochester. Musicians, writers, poets fans of those things, you'll all want to listen up. Lynn Heddle, President and Program Chair, has put together quite an agenda. You'll have two opportunities to audition for the Friends in Arts Showcase, one on Saturday and one on Sunday. The FIA Showcase for the Performing Arts is on Monday and is dedicated to the late, great John Dashney, ACB Lifetime member and storyteller extraordinaire. There's going to be a joint session with LUA on resources for obtaining braille music. And we have two workshops, one for prose and poetry, and the other for writers who want to learn creative writing skills. This year, FIA's guest is Marty Klein, blinded veteran, author, and longtime yoga practitioner. He'll be giving us a presentation called Beginning Yoga for the Blind and Visually Impaired. He will also be speaking at the luncheon on Monday. And the luncheon comes with a matinee, a movie that Marty produced called Why Can't We Serve? And yes, it is audio described. Marty became blind in 1974, and he will describe the creative process behind this documentary aimed at preventing suicide among veterans and promoting opportunities for people with disabilities. Whether you're a budding composer or well seasoned or wanting to get your hands dirty manipulating audio, we have a great workshop to talk about. And now I introduce my friend and guest, Derek
0: Lane. Hey there, Derek. Hey, how's it going? I'm ah, doing pretty well and glad to have you with us. How are you? I am quite excited because this is very similar to a gig that we did uh, about two years ago around this time. Yes.
2: And we're doing it again because we had fun, they had fun. And we've got even more going this year.
0: Yeah, not just with the uh, stuff that we're going to present in the workshop that we're about to talk about, but just with Friends and Art in general. It's very cool to be a part of an affiliate with programming that allows people to do everything from watch good movies to mellow out. That range of stuff is pretty darn cool. There's no seminars on perfecting popcorn making or anything like that. I mean, if there were, it would go great with Marty's movie, but you can't have everything. In one place as much as we'd like. It's true. However, when you get a bunch of art people together, (laughs) anything can happen. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. I mean, decorating with popcorn might be a thing. Who knows? I don't even know. Popcorn, your puppy, and you. I mean, God only knows what the potential is, but that's (laughs) neither here nor there. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is like one of our phone conversations, tangential and random. (laughs) Yes. Except you, the fine listener, happen to be a part of it. And why? because of a workshop, like I said, that Jason and I are going to present to you
2: on Sunday, July 7th. Yes. It is called How the Pros Mix Music. And Derek is leading this presentation. And before we get started, I want to talk a little bit about something that some of you listeners may remember. In the past, there was a workshop called the MIDI workshop. And Derek put forth the suggestion that we ought to change the name. I think That was a very smart move. What gave you the idea to propose this to the board?
0: The thing is, we've been able to work with MIDI for decades. And learning about all the things that is possible with different MIDI-capable devices is great. It's fun. It's awesome if you know what MIDI is. There's nowhere in the program that tells you what MIDI is or why you should care. So if you don't know... With everything else going on, if I didn't know what MIDI was, I would certainly just sort of overlook it and look at something else. So I thought, well, if I would do that, there's a high likelihood that others may as well. So what we need to do is broaden the horizon, sort of reduce the geek factor and come up with the title of a workshop that is relevant to the specific topic of the workshop as opposed to just sort of giving it a broad title that may or may not loosely apply and so now the title is how the pros mix music it sounds broader it sounds more inclusive and we definitely want it to be inclusive i know a lot of you listeners probably have really awesome ideas in your head Maybe they are ideas for songs. Maybe they're ideas for podcasts. Maybe they're ideas for taking some audio and, you know, dramatizing it or whatever. But you look into how to mix audio, how to put it together. Well, maybe not even how to put it together, but just how to record it well. You know, you can just sit around and listen to people talk about, you know, their audio interface with the... Uh, DA and AD converters that it has, and the audio subsystem they're using, and the gain staging they have, and, you know, all the acronyms like uh, WDM and ASIO, and you're like, OMG, and... Daunted. yeah, Yeah, you're just probably thwarted by the overwhelming amount of stuff that you may need, or knowledge that you may need. To be able to do something that is acceptable to the audio snobs among us. Yes. And the fact is, it's pretty simple, or at least more simple than you would think. And the idea behind this workshop is to show you how simple mixing a song can be. That sounds good to me. One thing I was going to add,
2: too, is that I think setups have become more simple over the years.
0: Yeah, they really have, which is another reason why sort of eliminating the title of the MIDI workshop is a good thing. We used to be in situations where we needed specific pieces of hardware to do specific things. One keyboard having an awesome piano, another having a particularly nice bass or string section or whatever, with a drum machine for the drums, because that just makes sense. And you needed MIDI to tie all that stuff together so they would all work in tandem. And you needed an outboard mixer to get the volumes balanced of all the sounds that you had coming in from all these different devices. And all that stuff took up room. But now, with a laptop and a set of headphones and just taking the time necessary to practice some skills, you can use software to do all of the recording and mixing tricks that producers used to need thousands of dollars worth of equipment to be able to do. Thus,
2: the reason for this workshop. So what you're saying is you want to have a travel-sized setup that you can bring with you and
0: mix a song with it? You got it. And that allows me to sacrifice nothing in terms of quality, but uh, deal with being put in a situation where I have very little space. And it makes travel a little easier if you don't have all the equipment. (laughs) That's true, too. So there are several songs that uh, we have access to in their unmixed form. Mm -hmm. So we can take a song that you're familiar with, and we'll have several options that the attendees of the workshop can pick from. And then we'll all be, you know, producer, engineer types, and take all of the recorded tracks and mix them together and add some sonic polish, as it were, Ah. while not losing the fun of playing with buttons and knobs. So just because you're using software doesn't mean that you've limited yourself to a situation where there's nothing tactile that can be used to address that software. Now, if I
2: understand this correctly, you're saying that instead of using the keys on a computer keyboard, which often don't feel intuitive at all when you're working with music and audio, there are other ways of dealing with that.
0: That's right. Ah, Wonderful. And we're going to talk about those at this workshop. But my friend, that is not all, because if we were just playing with cool toys, there would be no takeaway, and that'd be no good. So that having been said, we're also going to talk about online resources that you can check out to get material to practice mixing with. Or if you want to learn how to mix and have no idea how to get started, we're going to talk about classes tailored to the blind musician, audio producer, etc. And if we have time, we'll also talk about how these classes can help you with your vocational goals as well, if that's something you're interested in.
2: Great. So if there's somebody who, say, doesn't know how to record and they want to learn about what they need and all that kind of stuff, the classes would include that information?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, if you get started with some intermediate computer skills, you could finish doing work that sounded like it came out of a studio. And, of course, in the 21st century, while information is free, organization and transformation of said information into something you could use may not be quite as free. So after main menu is over, do a little exercise. Go on YouTube and go do a few searches. You can look up recording drums, recording vocals. You could be really random and look up stuff like recording the sound of my fish tank, whatever. Because I'm sure somebody's used the sound of a fish tank in a song before because there are some interesting styles of music that have developed in the last few decades. But anyway, you could look up how to record any number of things. And the problem is you'll find all kinds of ways to do it. And so all you'll essentially learn by doing that is that people are doing the thing you want to do, (laughs) which you already knew that in the first place because you're looking up how something is to be, done and so it's kind of a vicious circle if you're not careful you'll spend so much time watching videos on how to do something and not actually doing the thing that uh you'll lose sight of your goals Mm -hmm. and so that's why i think the uh, resources we'll be talking about as well will be just as interesting as playing with the hardware and the software in the travel setup fabulous
2: i can't wait i'm looking forward to it
0: awesome me too and I'm teaching the thing, so that says a lot
2: Yeah, I won't heckle you, I promise. I know better than that. <laughs> if you'd like more information, including registration, times, and dates, go to acbconvention.org. You can also check out the Friends in Art website at friendsinart.com. <laughs>
3: Hi everybody, it's time for another round table on main menu and we're here at the sort of oblong, ovaloid, whatever table <laughs> and uh, with me here today are Randy Rusnak, the big R
4: Hello
3: Jason Castingway
2: Hey everybody
3: And Mr. Jeff Bishop
1: Good evening everybody
3: <laughs> Alright, so we're gonna jam a lot tonight into a short time period. So first of all, we're gonna talk apps, and we're gonna kind of go around the horn here and talk about a few new mm-hmm. and interesting apps. And let's okay. Start.
4: Can I can I do it first? Oh,
3: can you go 1st Randy's got his mm-hmm. hand up. Yeah, I
4: got my hand up. We will go. let the senior
1: go first.
4: All right. You thank him. you very much. All right. Um, we'll,
3: we'll let Randy go. First.
4: Okay, go Jeff. First. Let's talk about the new Windows update. <laughs>
3: All right, that's fine. Uh, the The
1: May Windows update is is now available.
4: Uh, Everybody there's, cheer. There's
1: quite a, quite a uh, lot of information out on the web on that, so mm-hmm. you can search engine of choice and lots of great improvements in Narrator yeah. and Magnifier and just accessibility all up. I couldn't and, shake you text. at all, could I? Even Blind Bargains <laughs> has a post up about it and they actually post for everyone's benefit all of the release notes that appeared in the windows insider blogs so you can go back and reread the history of what was released so
2: and thankfully they included the link to the windows 10 update assistant because i was one of the impatient ones
1: Oh, no, I didn't know they did that. That's that's excellent. Yeah. Yes, that was Because great. a lot of times what happens is depending upon your hardware, it may take a while before you physically get the release, mm-hmm. you know, to push to your device. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's great. And just for everyone's knowledge, I do work for Microsoft, and we're not going to... Focus too much more on on that tonight but <laughs> okay. I, uh, but we right will right definitely <laughs> that's fine great but, but i mean but it's out <laughs> and it's available for everyone uh, do get it we're eager to hear all of our people here at microsoft are eager to hear what you you know like and get your feedback it's tremendously useful and yeah it's good stuff
3: Awesome. Yep. Right. Well, just for that, Jeff, you get to go first on the apps. Okay. <laughs> because little, he was so mean. Little to me. shock. That's <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I want to talk about two apps today. Let's first start by talking about an app that I think is really useful, especially if you need to keep track of time. So it's an app called Timery, T-I-M-E-R-Y. Now, this is an app that has been talked about if you kind of monitor the, the Apple Sphere uh, as far as apps are concerned on iOS. This, this thing's been talked about on a number of podcasts. It's an interface directly to Toggle. That's T-O-G-G-L. It's fully accessible. It does have a Timery club. <laughs> subscription. You can only do four timers with it unless you unlock the subscription, which is ten dollars uh-huh. a year. And then you have unlimited timers and, and all of that. And it's quite useful. So if you're a consultant, if you're someone that needs to keep track of things that you do as far as projects and keeping track of time, it's a great resource, especially <laughs> if you're doing things, you know, with nonprofits and you need to track hours for volunteer hours. You know, that kind of a thing. That's a really great way of, of handling uh-huh. that. So it's called timery. T-I-M-E-R-Y. Now, the second one is called dystopia, and I'm going to spell it. Now, right now, it's in public beta. So if you use your search engine of choice and search for dystopia, and that's spelled D is in dog, Y-S-T-O-P is in Paul, I-A, and then do a search for that plus something like beta, and include the word Reddit, as in the Reddit website. Reddit is a social platform that lots of people use, especially millennials. Millenniums. My son, uh, Brian, is addicted to the thing. Oh, yeah. and You can, you can kill a lot of time on client. Reddit. Yep. Yeah, we, they've, they've, there's really never been an accessible client. The public beta announcement states that at least in the last beta that was released, that it's going to be released extremely soon. (laughs) So this is possible that you might be able to find it in the app store. If not, keep looking. But it's been tested by a number of people in the community. And at least from what I have tested so far, although I have just gotten this app just in the last day or two, it looks to be 100% accessible. And I am extremely excited about venturing in the world of Reddit. The only thing I hate about the Reddit website is the dreaded CAPTCHA. Even though it does have an audio CAPTCHA, the thing, I, I don't know. I think the reCAPTCHA thing, it just hates me. So, <laughs> uh, I, you know, there is that negative. But other than that, these are two great apps that I think you're going to want to get and put on your device and at least take for a spin. They're, uh, they're quite interesting.
3: All right, so we have uh, Timery and Dystopia, Dystopia. and we will be sure to put those in the show notes. And, okay, so let's flip it over then. How about, Jason, anything for you to share before we leave the land of iOS?
2: I'm trying to think of any latest apps that I've played with, and I'm actually taking out my phone here to look on the last page of my Uh, Well,
4: actually, I I, I do have something to mention now that I happen to think about. And that is, and I think everybody should maybe be aware of this. Um, To make a long story short, I have gone back to work. And uh, my job has always been the same. I'm an AT trainer. And uh, although you probably wouldn't uh, think to know by my responses, I don't know what kind of apps I use. Um, (laughs) But I have recently taken... Um, outlook for a spin and I have to tell you I've been using this exclusively for work and using it for um, for my uh, mixed with personal email so I switched between accounts and I I'm really loving the Outlook app for iOS, it is, man.
3: It is pretty amazing you know, on iOS, I have great to say. App,
4: actually. And, and, and yeah. the reason I mention this is because a year ago, quite honestly, I didn't like it. So uh, Jeff might shed some light on this. Um, so what's actually changed between now and, and uh, say, uh, a year ago? Because it just couldn't find anything for me for my uh, uh, my client. I just couldn't get in, and I was just having problems with it. Now it's great.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, Microsoft has always really pushed uh, really hard to ensure that that apps, you know, such as this, are accessible. And I think it's just a you know continual improvement. And they've also made changes in in the Outlook app for iOS overall, just you know, adding features to it and stuff like that. And it's great. Its calendar interface is really slick.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yes.
1: I, I I really really like it. It's 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 a it's a great app, and I use it for. you know, personal email and work email and, you know, all of that. It's a, it's a, just a tremendous app.
4: Now I noticed also when I receive emails, I'll, I'll receive uh, emails because uh, my memory, my uh, short term is so bad (laughs) lately. I receive it on, (laughs) I receive notifications on my, on my phone. It goes to my, you know, people have my, uh, my email for my phone and email for, uh you know, whatever account, my Gmail account. Oh God, mm-hmm. I'm using the a Gmail app too. So I'll we'll get into that at some point. But anyway, so I I receive these messages on like four different things, and you know everything is going <laughs> bling bling. And you probably got the mail app going too. <laughs> I, I do. You're, I you're do. in my yeah, life now, Randy. <laughs> yeah. And the interesting thing is that the Outlook app it just receives anything before anything else does so I, received, I was just
1: going to mention that it always wins and i don't yeah. know why that is but it's, well, it,
4: i do i, I, think, I think i think i i think i do but i don't know why it's doing it if that makes any sense and i think it's ios it doesn't really work with uh as far as i can tell it doesn't really work with push it's all in the uh, the uh the timing and for some reason yeah, that that function that, that functionality, as far as with time, for some reason always just gets it spot on. And you know, we all know push doesn't really mean anything on iOS anymore. It's all uh, just timing, right?
1: Well, it does for Exchange, I think. Does it? Yeah, if you have an yeah, Exchange. think uh, it still I think does, it does for uh,
3: Exchange, but
1: yeah, because it pushes content else. to you. Okay. Right? Yeah. But this is great. Gmail <laughs> Gmail I don't know that it means much except no. maybe in the Gmail <laughs> app but maybe I don't know. I shouldn't say that. Google. I really don't know. Only if
3: Gmail, you've got the native very, Gmail app going. Yeah, but, I don't know.
4: So, you know. Well, I've got the native Gmail app going too and I just started using that about a month ago. And um I, I really uh, find that having both those clients really helps me out a lot because uh, rather than switching from one account to another all the time, it's just in there yes. runs the Gmail in the background, and I'm on those dreaded uh, <laughs> Android lists. <laughs> hey, hey, one
1: tip for people who are using the Outlook app uh, that you, if you don't know about this, then you should know, and that is how to handle multiple selections. So, you know, in the mail app, you can click edit and then uh-huh. you can tap tap on each of the messages and, and select them, right? Mm-hmm. You don't really have that in the Outlook app. So what you have to do is you have to double tap and hold on one, which then selects it. Now you're in selection mode. Now you can do the same thing. You can tap oh. on other messages and then they'll be selected. Then you can delete them or whatever you need to do. But oh. uh and, and, and I like the way that like moving messages in the Outlook app works because you can actually search for the name of a folder, Yep, which is fantastic. Nice. I mean, there's lots of really great things about that app that I really, really like.
4: Yeah, what? thanks, Jeff, because I didn't know about that. I don't delete anything from the Outlook app in my work account because when I get to work, I want, <laughs> I want to make sure that I know what I'm doing when I get to work. Yeah, so sure. I just leave, <laughs> leave it alone. But yeah, yeah that's a good tip. I got to remember that one of the
2: things I thought was fascinating was this idea of focused inbox. I like that. Yes.
1: I turn it off. Do you find that useful?
2: I find it useful if I want to quickly weed out some of the bulk email and just get right to personal stuff. But I like that it's not a separate box that stuff gets filtered into or something. like. I do
1: like that. I wish I Mm -hmm. I wish um, that I had more control over what went there.
2: Yes. Yeah. I guess um, it's supposed to get would better be, over time, but yes, yeah. exactly.
1: I think it it learns based on what you, what you do, but as I understand it, which I, I honestly don't know a lot about it, so I, I shouldn't probably speak to it directly. <laughs> um, it's something that I turn off in all of my clients just because I'm not sure where it's getting things. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah.
1: for me, for me, I, I, I'm the type of person that really wants full control over you know, looking at where I want to look.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I think what I tend to do is have it off and kind of get an idea of what's there. And if I if I know I need to, like, oh, wow, there's so much other stuff here that I don't want. I'll, I'll turn it on real quick and get right to the personal stuff first. And, you know, it's just so easy to turn on and off. So I guess that's yeah. what I right.
4: like. Yeah, it what it does for me is it focuses in on my all my uh, uh, really uh, bulk uh, email list from my personal account is where everything goes and work never goes there but all my other personal um, you know strange list email lists seem to fall into there so interesting yeah. another
1: another app that's really great if we're talking about you know Outlook app and other kinds of things like that is the Microsoft To Do app.
4: Right. Yeah, exactly. You know what yes. I like about it is it, it, it works with the series, what I'm trying to say, with dictation. Yeah.
1: And and, and you can create multiple task lists.
4: Yep. And yep. you can
1: do steps. So you can have a task and you can say, okay, you know, this this task is going to take 10 steps and you can keep adding steps to it. And it's, I'm, I'm using it and I love it. It's
3: fantastic.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too, actually. Nice. Yep. Right. Awesome.
3: So we've got tons of productivity tools here, folks. Yeah. And then, of course, Reddit. Which, Jeff, can you spell Reddit for everybody? Because this one is—it's um, uh, an odd spelling.
1: <laughs> oh actually no I, I it is r-e-d-e-i-t okay
3: yeah I,
4: yes. oh like, like almost the like color, color
3: red yes and then d as in dog
4: i T. so what is its primary function because maybe people just don't know what it what it does maybe they hear you it, can it and they think, think of it's as a
3: forum right yeah. except it's
1: way free form you know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it is it's, a
3: series of forums on just about anything anything you can that you think want of.
1: yeah anything
3: anything and um, if you thought Twitter got crazy... Um, oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. yeah, Look out. Um, yeah, and the, it,
3: the wow. little it's rooms crazy. within Reddit are called subreddits. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, my goodness. Now,
4: do you think it's become that way because of Twitter's... Uh- no well, it's been around no, a long time. no
3: it's been it's been around long before twitter actually right well, but maybe right, not that yeah. long before twitter but it's been around s- at least since twitter and it's more um well longer you can also post content on there and all kinds of things so yeah. it's a little bit more it's um, very
1: powerful yes and, 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 yes and it's got you know you can find basically anything on Reddit. oh my gosh I mean, people yes. have discussed absolutely everything <laughs> you know on there i mean we we research, you know, home projects, you know, technical issues, you know, you name it, it's up there. Yep. It's it's a little crazy.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. So Absolutely. between
4: that and YouTube, you can just wait and uh, not waste, but you can uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you,
3: you will be <laughs> endlessly well, I mean, informed you mix, right? and entertained. You can,
1: yeah. Listen, Let's at least you can time your Reddit activities mm-hmm. with timery, yep. see? Right. Oh, and you, oh, you see, can add yeah. to do entries with Microsoft really? to do. You can send yourself email with Outlook. See, this is all interconnected. Uh, it all, it all works.
3: It's beautiful.
1: See, yeah. So
3: this is how you can be prepared for your and digital you, work life. Exactly.
1: And you would then you'd be able to use your focused inbox to stay focused on the things that you're doing. Wow. Right. See? Sorry. See, I'm we, there. Good, or what?
3: <laughs> well, we yeah. good or what? Because um, well we have we have one more kind of announcement y thing. Well, a couple actually. Um, Jaws, the new there is a new Jaws update out for those of you who use Jaws. And uh, certainly if you'd like to see us cover any of these topics in any more detail, um, you can ask us and we will try our best to do that. But there is a new Jaws update out and then
1: Wait, wait, hold on. Because huh? there's a JAWS update for 2019 and a JAWS update for
4: 2018. I ah. saw that. Yes, I did. I did. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. So for yeah. those that
1: are on 2018, you
4: can get that too. Aha.
3: So please check um, in, I believe it's in the, um, well, in the JAWS app, uh, check under, uh, I'm just going to cut that part out. Yep. Check for updates. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Just and above and help. see what you are eligible for.
1: Yeah. And then if we're talking about AT companies and things that they're releasing and kind of cool things, NV Access has released a new book. And if, I don't know if any of you have gotten these, I but did. they're fantastic. Oh, they've got Word, incredible. Excel, and now Outlook. Outlook.
0: And yes. I bought it.
1: And, and <laughs> even if you don't use NVDA, right, the, 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 the material that's covered in there, is fantastic, and the way that it's presented is just so helpful.
3: right? They do a great job. They do with these a books, really folks. great I, job. I have mine in my in my uh, voice stream reader, and I, I, you know you can look up things in them. Like uh, mine for Excel is, <laughs> if it was a real book, it would be well thumbed. Let's just put it that way.
1: Yeah, and, and then it, very inexpensive. I think they're twenty four. Uh, dollars Australian, which yeah. is like $19 American or something. Mm-hmm. Actually, I,
3: I, I'm thinking I paid around 30 for the outlook. Um, and I think they're all, but I
1: think that was 30 Australian.
3: Uh, yeah. 30 Australian, which is right. Like which is 20, like 25, 25 so, something, but, like it, that. but
1: you're not, but it's not 50 or a hundred no, or anything, no, you know, they're very, no, and these books, I, mean, I bought all of that. them and I don't even think all of them, may, maybe it came to a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. but you know, uh, really great stuff.
3: Sure, and you can get those at nvaccess.com.
1: And go to their shop.
3: Yeah, and um, they are really fantastic, folks. And and, um, the concepts apply to more than NVDA, so never fear there. But, yeah, good catch, Jeff. Okay, I'll make the big announcement here, folks. In full disclosure, I have changed jobs. So I am now the uh, Explorer Community Manager. For IRA. So I am working for them. You're going to see me. I took over Jonathan Mosen's job with IRA Cast and the IRA uh, Explorer calls monthly. And you will probably be seeing me at the conventions and elsewhere uh, doing whatnot for IRA. And we've got a lot of stuff going on, but for ACB members right now, from May 21st. Through May 31st. So we're landing right smack in the middle of this. We have a promotion that if you have never tried IRA before, you can get our intro, our basic plan, which is 30 minutes for $29.99. And guess what? You get two more months free. So you get three months of IRA for only $29.99. So we would hope that you would take a look at that. You can go to Ira—that's that's A-I-R-A dot I-O, to check out that particular offer. So we will definitely hope you would take advantage of that. ACB is going to be putting out a lot of info about it. So we'll be talking a little bit more about these things as we get closer to convention, where we're going to have just some incredible things for to show you guys. So on that note, we're going to wade into the depths. (laughs) When I asked um, the gang what they wanted to talk about tonight, the big R said, let's talk about Android, shall we?
4: Do we have to? And that snoring noise you hear is Jeff in the background with um, with his (laughs) disdain.
1: No, no, listen, that is not true, Randy. I don't disdain it. I just, I spent so much money in the iOS app store that if I were to switch, I oh, think
4: my wife no, would it comes kill out. Me.
1: <laughs> See? And I, I enjoy living. And so therefore, <laughs> you know, I I I think I'm gonna need to stay where I'm at because I think it would be a very, very painful experience if I
3: switched. So I, I have done the Switch for about a week, and uh, I'm, I'm waiting on my, my phone. I, I did actually get a Galaxy S9, and I liked it, but I found I was a lot more productive work-wise with an iOS phone, but I do have or will be getting an Android of some flavor to test the Ira app on. And so I'm going to have a foot in that camp, but, Randy, you have kind of – Taking the big dive here, so well
4: not yet, not yet, and just let me explain why I, yeah. I'm I'm doing that, and that is because well, at, at least in my in my mind right now, and we're talking late May. <laughs> uh, so, just in a nutshell, in five months, six months, something like that, my contract, my contract is up. Uh oh. And um I, you know, and I've got an Apple Watch and I I've got you know, I've got a lot invested in, in it too. And that's precisely why I'm gonna have one foot in one um system and another in the in the other one, because uh I do AT training and uh if I didn't know it I I would be in so much trouble because I travel in these remote areas. And he sometimes (laughs)
3: finds his way back, folks. Sometimes I
4: do, yeah. (laughs) And there are so many people that I have found that have, oh my gosh, so many tablets, different types, different types of phones and different types of uh, Android operating systems from, you know, 7 up to Up to Pi, which is their latest, and and upcoming is another one coming in, which is Q. And I'm am getting left behind here um, because what's happening is a lot of people ask me, you know, um, well, we have we've set up tables for you know one one group goes into (laughs) one goes into uh, Android and the other one goes into iOS. And and right now as I'm as I'm seeing it, you have one iPhone user at the table, one lonely one, and I go over to that one and another person goes over to Android, and they have like, you know, uh, 15, 16 people. And... You know, one of my coworkers will ask me, uh, you know, what about, what about, what have you experienced in Android with this particular problem that this person's having? And I go, well, I really don't know. I I should just run a loop. I really don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> so I have to do something about it. I have to, I have to learn it. And so the best thing to do for me to learn something is to get something and have, keep my iPhone 8, which I dearly love. Um, but there, there is some, some issues, not with the phone, but with, with uh, the, let's say just the assistant without saying Siri. C- for the uh, whoops, i saying the oh, name.
3: Oh. So do
4: not
3: insult your digital assistant, Randy.
4: Yeah, watch my he, phone just blow into flames this now. Is what so. ha,
3: this is what's happened to Randy, as mm-hmm. has happened to many of us. We've said one too many mean things to the S lady, and,
4: yes, and she's lady. not
3: going to treat you well if you do that.
4: She doesn't already. <gasps> Yes. But I've had a lot of issues with it freezing lately, and just like voiceover just stopping, and I, I just have a lot of issues with my device right now. And it's and it's not only mine; I've got a um, someone else in the household uh, has a uh, same same darn issue. So I'm not sure what's going on, but I I just need a little. Let's just say I little need a little break right now from it.
3: Okay, so
4: for better terms
3: when we're talking Android. Let's talk about the fact that there are a lot of flavors of Android. There are lots of flavors of pie out there. Oh, yeah. Um, And I noticed when I played with the Galaxy, I played with it. I chose it on one hand because I'd had a lot of good recommendations about it because it had two screen reading programs that came with it. It had Voice Assistant from Samsung, and it had TalkBack of course, from Android, and I wanted to try them both. And honestly, uh, there were times when I was so confused (laughs) because the gestures now are very similar, but not quite. The same as ios gestures and i would begin to do these gestures and then realize oh wait that's a regular android ge- yeah where am i going now and that's probably something that again if i had given myself some more time with it i think i would have been okay but um What do you think about what kind of phone would you get? Would you get a stock Android phone? Would you get uh, something with um, voice assistant and Bixby?
4: And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Bixby is um, like a query type App that gets into the layering structure of the of the device so you can operate it uh, more uh, in, in the system level or at the system level. And that's uh, basically Bixby in a nutshell, but, yeah. but not really. Kinda, it's really cool. A,
3: when it works, it can do some incredible things. I think mine hated me. Um, it was the same thing as Siri with you. I, mine hated me.
2: Is what? that specific to Samsung?
4: Yep. Bixby? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. yep. Okay. Okay. Um, and, uh, right now, Jason actually has a, was a pixel three, uh, sorry, uh, Jason, sorry.
2: Yep. I have a pixel three XL and, um, uh, it's been very, I don't know. It's, it's been way better than I thought it would be because it seems like my experience. Some of you may remember from last year with the pixel C tablet was mixed, And this phone is fast. It's responsive. There is a different response the way that you, you know, you touch the screen and you get information. There are little differences that you notice about it, but I feel I can move around very quickly, get to what I need. I can be productive. Um, If I had to switch, I could do it just fine, I think. Mm -hmm. However, am I going to? Mm, That remains to be seen.
1: (laughs) Now, now, Jason, let me ask you a question. So, what about my big issue with Android now, admittedly, I haven't played with it in a very long time. Uh, You know, the, the right angle gestures killed me. Mm -hmm. Um, Just getting them, getting them correct. You know, uh, did you find that to be problematic or, or is that something that's not necessary anymore?
2: It felt more problematic on the pixel C because I didn't know there were some other universal gestures, but now I use them when I am in the middle of the screen. I don't want to go looking at the bottom for that back button. I'll do the back the back gesture, which is down and to the left. Um I'm otherwise I'm not using them very often because you can do two finger swipe down from the top to get yes. the notifications, or you can do tw- two finger swipe up from the bottom to get to your overview. They call it. Which is-
4: and I also heard that the gestures are more forgiving now than they used to be. So I was just going to um, ask that. Is, that, yes. is mm-hmm. that is that what's happening here? That yeah, seems to be yeah, the case. Yeah.
3: And honestly, I haven't. I didn't use them at all. Um, I went ahead to you know whatever. Interesting. The- yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. The one I tried the, them and didn't like them,
1: but the yeah, one braille thing, is the big thing, though, right?
4: The right. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah,
2: as far as I know, I haven't played with um a hardware braille, you know, refreshable braille display, but uh, certainly one thing I've done a lot on iOS is braille screen input, and you have to use a third party app for that on Android, it is not built in, and so the experience feels third party as well. It's not quite as integrated, and it's sometimes polished, you have to turn off talk back to use the braille screen input oh. and then turn it back on and that to me is, is a
4: frustration to kind of relate it a little bit here. Uh, Jason and I uh, a couple of weeks ago, because of our problems with, uh, with the S lady, uh, we decided to uh, play around with the, with G board, which is a, uh, an app that you can put on your iOS, your, your, uh, iPhone, and that's uh, a Google keyboard. So, whoops, whoops, uh (laughs) uh-oh, I just sent off my Google Home device. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so, kind of to sum it up in my feelings is that um, Gboard uh, is fitted to the iOS, uh, since it's not native. It just feels clunky, and I, I'm going to remove it from my phone personally. But um, I thought that dictation was going to be great, but but the uh, um, as of this recording, uh, it uh, the focus jumps. It, I mean, my gosh, uh, the 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 dictation is super when you can get it to work. It just it just. <laughs> <laughs> it just works and yeah, your
1: dogs think so too yeah exactly. well, they, they they
4: dictate really well here um but the problem is that the as of this recording the uh, the button for dictation jumps all around so Jason maybe you don't have to and i've I've sent Jason just like uh I don't know one time I sent him about 20 different texts in, a, in about a half an hour and finally he didn't hear from me when he, and he wondered and this was in the middle of the night Well, say 10 o'clock at night then when I stopped sending texts, he had a uh, big R withdrawal Right, uh, Jason?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. I wonder what on earth happened. <laughs> but, yes, the dictation um, implementation on iOS is a little bit clunky and, and does some different things, whereas on the Android side, it's very straightforward, and um, typing in general works quite well on, on Android. But one thing I wanted to mention before we forgot, too, is that because of all those angled gestures I find sometimes I go to just explore the screen and it thinks I'm trying to do oh. a gesture. Oh, yeah. That
3: happened to I have, that's why I stopped using them.
2: <laughs> yes. And so you have to listen carefully. If you hear that little noise that it thinks you're trying to do a gesture, just stop because all the touch in the world is just not going to do anything. It's waiting for that second angle. And it is so annoying. So just lift your finger and place it down again because that will that will ease your frustration it, it'll realize you're, you're exploring that that's my only gripe with that angle system
3: and i have to say i really liked the android keyboard um when i was using the galaxy s9 um and i liked it because it had the numbers above the regular alpha alpha you know key. Yep, so does Gboard. I loved that mm-hmm. oh that was mm-hmm. so nice and i would you know uh, I just, I hate going down there switching from numbers to symbols to blah, blah. And mm-hmm. uh, that. that and it
2: has the period natively on the letters makes keyboard. so
3: much
4: Like, sense.
3: thank you. Oh, yes. I there's
4: a period and a comma. Thank you. I mm-hmm. use those. And another yes. thing that I like really well is the the uh, haptic feedback that you can get yes. when you yes. touch the Yes. I like key. that very much. Yes.
3: I yep. like that a lot, too. It and it kind of reminds nice. me, if you use FlickType. Um, Flick type will do that haptic feedback as well as you're typing, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy that. So, yeah. yeah. So, what apps, Jason, have you found that you really like on Android? And and then, of course, Randy's going to ask about some other apps that are out there on Android mm-hmm. that we've heard about. But yeah. what what apps are you finding you're using a lot?
2: Well, um, I. Certainly, I'm using the Gmail app. It was native to this phone, and it works extremely well for mail. Uh, one app that I really like is one that Randy let me know about called Telegram. It reminds me very much of WhatsApp, but there are some things about it that I like better. Uh, and first of all, um, the oh WhatsApp experience. Yeah, this is kind of kind of open up another can. But, The WhatsApp experience on Android is vastly different from the WhatsApp experience on iOS, and it is not nearly as slick as the iOS version. So then you hear about Telegram, works very much like WhatsApp, but its iOS and Android counterparts are very similar, and the audio is great. I like it because it allows you to have multiple devices and they all get the same messages. And if you read one-on-one, it shows that you read it on the other. It's very nice. WhatsApp does not allow you to have more than one device syncing at a time. So, um,
3: And for a very long time, Telegram was not accessible. No. uh, So you're Uh saying it's accessible on
4: both platforms? Oh, yeah. Well, for the most part.
2: Yes, there are a couple of accessibility issues on Mm -hmm. iOS. And I've written to the developer, um, if you go to telegram.org support, you can type in their form. I have not heard anything, but I'm hoping a soon-to-be-released update will show improvements.
4: And so what is, are the issues? Oh, they, they are, uh, as of this recording, you cannot, <laughs> you cannot delete messages in iOS.
0: Oh. Yes.
2: If you do a multiple selection, you can see unlabeled buttons on the bottom that are presumably like forward or delete or, you know, take some kind of action. But even when you hit those, you get a screen that doesn't allow you to do anything. It's it's like voiceover doesn't even see the screen.
4: And what you have to do then is you have to go into the app switcher on iOS and then take it out and then reload the whole darn thing again.
2: Yes. And there are a couple of other instances in the app where you go to take some action and it brings up a screen like that. So. Ooh. <laughs> um, unfortunately i haven't heard back so i really hope something happens i'm going to write again if i don't hear a thing but on android you don't have this issue there are some other you know differences slight differences in how they work but most of it is very much consistent on both sides which is nice
4: and the audio is great on telegram it's just superb but going from the other way around the cross-platform what's app- uh, I understand. I haven't experienced it for myself, but I understand that it's just really horrible audio on Android and uh, oh, vice versa. On, on, but vice versa. Yeah, isn't that weird? And and it and is vice... weird
1: because it's the same... Co- I mean, why yeah, aren't it... they using the same... Yeah,
4: Well, I don't the, know. Weird, the weird part is is the
2: audio coming from your earpiece on Android sounds fine. It's when, it, it's when you're using the loudspeaker on your phone. Oh. that oh. Somehow WhatsApp just doesn't do it right it makes everything sound really tinny but you know it, it's not really recorded that way because if you have a headset on or you're using the ear what if,
1: case, it sounds fine. Yeah, what if, yeah what if you're
4: using headphones
2: mm-hmm. yeah then it sounds fine okay so it's just something weird they're doing
4: and another weird anomaly that you get with WhatsApp, and we're kind of flipping between the two and between two iOSs, and I'm starting to get a little confused here, but um, that's nothing new. If you're on, <laughs> <laughs> if you're on um, the uh, iOS version, uh, at least mine does this, and I know Jason's does this, you could use your iOS device for a hand warmer when you're on WhatsApp. Oh, yeah, yes. it gets hot. It, yeah, yeah it's, and uh, it sucks uh,
1: your mm-hmm. battery like
4: crazy. Oh,
3: That's the only bad part is yeah. that battery know,
2: Wow, That it doesn't do on Android. But Telegram, thankfully, doesn't appear to do that on either side. So that is nice.
1: And, and, and you need to be really careful, guys, about leaving your security settings on WhatsApp.
4: We, <laughs> oh, I think we well, talked yes. about this. Yeah, well, yeah, we, we, uh, the three of us yeah, to go into about this, but boy, oh,
1: boy. Yes. Uh, just suffice it to say, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I do you not found out the hard way. Do not have
3: access to your photos. We're just going to say that.
1: Yeah, don't don't let it do that because, boy, if you
4: get spam at all on WhatsApp, uh, who knows what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Other than that, for communications, they're both great. Um, and we're talking about this primarily, I guess, because uh, all of us here uh, that are speaking to you right now love audio chatting on different platforms. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely.
3: Now, I will tell you the one app that I really liked in Android, and I was just beginning to learn to use it. Now I'm much better at it, uh, and that's Slack. And I never thought I would use Slack. I mean, it was one of those apps that I thought. Oh, ah, no. Interesting. But, but so we live on Slack at, at Iris. So Okay. Yeah.
1: So what do you use? Do you use uh, Mac, I use, Windows, I phone, use iOS right now.
3: Um, uh, okay. I use iOS. I have it on the Mac, but I haven't really played with it too much there. Um, it's doable, but it's, it's awfully complicated. Now, on the phone, it's actually fairly easy. That thing would heat up my Galaxy phone <laughs> though. Oh my gosh. Wow. It would get that thing and drain the warmer. battery.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's really interesting and, uh, talk about going down a black hole of wow, you know, um, but it, it's a great productivity app and, um, they have made some big screen reader improvements in it, Jeff. So if you need to learn to use it, um, you know, there are a number of us out there using it now. So yeah.
4: And in a year from now, when this recording is very old, it's probably going to be all moot. So, but that's the way technology is these and, days. And
1: Randy will be back on iOS.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> and we'll say we told you so. However,
4: oh, I'm not doubting. I'm, but I do have to have a foot in each. So
1: now, hold on I one second, Randy. I have a surprising. question. So yeah, go ahead. So, so WWDC is coming up, right? It's coming up in a couple yeah. weeks.
0: Is it? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so so what if they,
4: <laughs> <laughs> no?
1: So so what if they come out with a brand new theory and it works? Would you switch?
4: Well, no. It's not that I, I'm not switching or not switching. It's that I, I need to learn both things. So I'm going to immerse myself more in the in the Android. Sure, sure. I right? understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What the what argument I would be less compelling, well, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Interesting. Okay, I'm I just think curious. we'd
3: all be in shock, Jeff. Honestly, if that were to happen. But um
1: well, I probably sure. Yeah, never.
4: Yeah. I, well, uh, to put in another way, my my Apple Watch is way better dictation than my phone is.
3: That's yeah. always been the case, though. I think um, the what dictation phone do you on the has me? been
1: amazing. I've got an eight. Yeah. See, I don't have this problem right. with with Siri that you have. That's very <laughs> interesting. <laughs>
3: I don't either, but I know there are a lot of folks who do.
1: No, there are people that do. So this is really interesting. I wonder what it is.
3: Well, that about wraps it up, folks. Um, We could talk all night, but we're going to spare you that. And you'll be hearing much more from us in the coming weeks as convention approaches and WWDC is coming and all kinds of other things. So thank you very much, Jason Castingway.
2: Thank you, Janine.
3: And Mr. Jeff Bishop.
2: Thank you. And
1: I will now stop my timery timer for this broadcast. See wow. how you
4: link everything back together? Ooh. Amazing.
3: And finally linking everything back together. Thanks.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Great to be here as usual and uh, just a wonderful conversation and happy to be a part of it.
2: Hello, everybody. Jason here. And I'd like to go over with you some guidelines we've set forth for those of you who wish to contribute content to Main Menu. It's something we've been needing to do for a long time. Those of you who are well seasoned in dealing with audio and editing audio may find this a little redundant, but it is important for everyone to understand what we expect, and we appreciate you taking the time to listen. Number one is planning. What is it you want to discuss or demonstrate? You may think that's a pretty obvious step, but you'd be surprised how many of us get started on something and then segue and digress and all sorts of things. We mean well, but our minds can wander, and it can be a little distracting for the listener, so it's a good idea to have that focus, and if you're going to go outside the scope, think about doing it at a particular time, try to keep that flow regular so it's very clear what's happening, and then you can get back to the topic at hand. And that kind of goes with the order of business or organizing your thoughts. I sometimes find it very weird to be talking to a microphone. I don't know what it is. You'd think it would come naturally. I do a lot of performing and other things. But when it comes to talking, I tend to be very deadpan and distracted. So it's a great idea, if you need to, to organize your thoughts and have an order that... For example, the listener would use in order to accomplish this task or use this product. In other words, approach it from the listener's point of view if you have to. Number two, preparing to record. In this case, you will want to gather all necessary components, your recorder, your microphone, your products, or load the software you need. Just have all that stuff ready so it when it comes time to record, you're not having to scramble around or scrounge or do things that can be distracting. Granted, if you're able to do it, you can just pause the recording, but it is great when you have everything together that you need. There's always room for something to come up you didn't expect, and we understand that. But again, you can pause the recording, or if you know how, you can edit out anything you don't want, and we'll talk about that in just a minute. Also, you'll want to be well hydrated before recording. If you know you're going to be talking for a long time, it's amazing how quickly the voice will actually get tired or start to indicate dryness in the throat or mouth. Getting that liquid in beforehand will go a long way in helping. When it comes to recording, you may wish to perform a test first to be sure that everything sounds the way it should. Your voice should be clear and easy to understand. In the recording process, you don't want to be handling your microphone a lot and I'm sorry this is making a lot of noise for you right now but it is very easy to hear this noise if you're moving around a lot or having to move your recorder or microphone and it is extremely distracting and can be rather frustrating so keeping noise to a minimum is very much appreciated also, I'm going to warn you, I'm about to get pretty loud you don't want to talk really close to the microphone either It is very distracting and sounds breathy and full of noise that is undesirable, so you will want to be sure you're at an appropriate distance from the microphone. If your voice is tinny or muffled or not centered, it is a big distraction. If you are experienced in editing your audio, you will understand that you can take out anything that you know is not appropriate or is not needed in the recording. Sometimes we have to clear our throats or cough, or we make little noises, all sorts of things that in editing the audio you can get rid of. If you're unable to edit audio, please don't let that discourage you, for if you are in accordance with these guidelines, your recording will be quite acceptable, and we can perform some quick edits if needed. If there are a lot of distractions in the recording, interruptions, noises... Jumping around in topic without any order, that is a big distraction, and it would take us a lot longer to edit, so it may become something we will not work with. And finally, submitting your content is pretty easy. If you're familiar with any of the cloud-based drive services like Dropbox, Google Drive, OneDrive, you can use that service to share the file with us via link in an email. You can email mainmenu at acbradio.org and we will be happy to look at your content. Airing content is subject to approval by the Main Menu team. Thank you for listening to these guidelines, and we look forward to your submission. Main Menu is a program brought to you by the American Council of the Blind and ACB Radio. It airs every Friday evening beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern on ACB Radio Mainstream, repeating every four hours until 5 p.m. the following day. You can listen by pointing your browser to acbradio.org slash mainstream, use ACB Link for Android or iOS, grab it as a podcast, or call 712-775-4808. If you have ideas for content you would like to submit for Main Menu, feel free to reach out to us, mainmenu at acbradio.org. You can also find us on Twitter at Main Menu. Please note that airing of any content is subject to approval by the main menu team. We hope you enjoyed this program, and we look forward to seeing you next time.